try a quick fire quiz. Get ready, kicker. Primark yeah. or next? Next. Strepsils or tunes? Tunes. Sell or buy? Buy. Jelly or ice cream? Ice cream. Foot or hand? Hand. Hits or misses? Hits. Hot or cold? Cold. Crisp or peanut? Peanut. Margarine or butter? Butter. Um, okay, so that's that's enough questions for now. Uh, can you recap my answers so far? Next, tunes, buy, ice cream, hand, hits, cold, peanut butter. Next, tunes, buy, ice cream, and it's called peanut butter.
welcome to Trust the Wizards podcast, episode 97. Uh, and uh, my name is Trizzo Garbanzo. I'm joined, as ever, by uh, my trusty wizard pal, Kicker Ravels. Good evening. Good evening. And it's our isolation pod number six. Is it? Oh, we're I think doing, we're becoming yeah. prolific. We're we have been prolific. prolific. Yeah, we've, we've been knocking them out every every couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if nothing else good comes out of this whole coronavirus <laughs> thing. And, uh, you know, nothing else God help will. us all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to laugh or else you cry, I think. That's, you know, that's yeah. So who was that? That was very good. That was that's ice cream. Laugh. Well, we, you, oh. you, you very cleverly managed to say, introduce the song with your answers to the quickfire quiz. It was quite a coincidence. Um, wow. It was ice cream uh, from their album Fed Up, which came out last year. Um, and that song, that particular song is called Peanut Butter. Uh, stick into the roof of their mouth like peanut butter they say at one point you can buy that from uh, icecream.bandcamp.com but don't go looking for just normal spelling of ice cream because you won't find it there I don't know what you'll find but you need to you need to spell ice cream like ice and then cream with three e's so that's c-r-e-e-e a and then three m's so it's icecream.bandcamp.com mmm mmm Right then, well, I'm going to start by playing you a song by Wally Tax. How familiar are you with Wally Tax? Uh, Is that that, uh, tax that is paid by people who have been being particularly daft? Well, because I'd be skint if that was the case. (laughs) Thank you. Well, no, you wouldn't because you probably would fail to pay. And funnily enough, uh, sadly, there's a a certain amount of uh, nominative determinism. Uh, about his name, but I'll, I'll come to that in a moment. He's actually a, a Dutch fella. Uh, he was in a, in the band The Outsiders, um, who had some success, I think, in the the late sixties. They they played, I think, they played with the Rolling, or they supported the Rolling Stones when they played in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the the main songwriter with them, and he played guitar. Uh, I think he played the harmonica as well, but he, he was the singer, the main main singer. Um, and uh, and I think they they only made a couple of albums. Um, and then he went solo, and he had a he had a fairly brief solo career in the in the nineteen seventies, um, and kind of faded into insecurity into obscurity in the eighties. Um, but then he, he came back and he he made a, a comeback album, which is I'm going to play you a song from called the the Entertainer. I'm going to play actually play the the, the title track from that. Um, and he came back and he was having a hard time because he I think uh, they had some health problems, but also uh, some tax problems. <laughs> uh, which, you know, there you go. But we shouldn't laugh because uh, I think I think it was it, it, it probably caused him to die quite early. Anyway, um, his his comeback album in two thousand and two, The Entertainer, is excellent, and uh, and I think it's a record that most people probably haven't heard, and they may, even if they have heard of the the outsider. So uh, here we go. Then here's Wally Tax with The Entertainer. <laughs> I'm the entertainer, the entertainer
Funny jokes. Yeah, I got funny moves now. And I got funny eyes now. Especially when they cry now. Take another look at me. I can make you laugh. You see, I'm the entertainer, the entertainer.
that was uh, Fat Roller by Red Snapper, a uh, staple of many a um, 90s festival. Red Snapper with their double bass and uh, drums combo, the highlight of many a dance tent. Mm. Um, that's off their album Key. Uh, mm. And before that? Before that, where we had Wally Tax with The Entertainer. Yeah, not that one. Not that one. Yeah, I noticed. No. Yeah. Um, I thought he was. I think he sounds a bit like um, Warren Zevon. Very reminiscent of Warren Zevon. Yeah, that that, that that song sounded. A bit, it reminded me a bit of Iggy Pop. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, he it looks really, a bit like Iggy Pop. Yeah, I'll show you a picture of him here. Oh, here he is. Look, look at him there. He does. He kind of looks like Iggy Pop with sort of Alan Rickman's face. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? It looks a bit like. Yeah, and but, I'd imagine Alan Rickman's body as well. But um, nevertheless, well, not anymore. I hope. Well, no. I don't know which one I'd rather have: Iggy Pop's body now, or Alan Rickman's body now. Yeah, well, they're both in a pretty sorry state, I think. After, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't, we don't want to think about. That I liked much. the bit um, where he said he's the uh, entertainer, and he tells funny jokes, and he says, "Shit, what is he? Say? Shit, I'm funny, or something yeah. like that." <laughs> yeah. 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 That yeah, reminded yeah. me of what's that guided by voices thing? Is it shit? Yeah, it's cool or something. That's right. Oh, very good. Yeah. 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 Echoes Myron. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. Uh, um, anyway, I, I just wanted to say where you can get that because I'm sure everybody's going to want to rush out and get the Wally Tax catalogue, um, and you can get that from this box set, which again I'm I'm showing mm. you here. Have a look at that. Yeah. Uh, so it's Wally Tax and the Outsiders. It's called Cloudburst. It's a 12 CD box set. 12 CD. Turn it, turn it sideways. Let me see the the girth. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, highly recommended his back catalogue. Uh, if you like a little psychedelic guitar stuff for the outsiders, and then um, almost Scott Walker esque some of his uh, his solo albums. Um, yeah, interesting guy. Did you say that was his last album? That was his last album. Yeah. And and when was that? Roughly. That was two thousand and two. I think. Right. It, I think. And I think there was a break of about fifteen years between the one before that. Because the production yeah. on it sounds really good. Both those yeah. songs, both those songs, the drums sounded fantastic. Yeah. So you could tell, you know, in comparison to Iggy Pop's '90s albums, which don't, they they sound really dated now. Yeah, um, no, I think, that, I think that doesn't. It sounds the production still sounds beefy as hell. Really good. Yeah, excellent. Anyway, it's time for you to choose a lucky dip. Now you you've already chosen number two. Yes, you? I said number two. So I've, I've got... done that before, but you said I hadn't. So uh... no, no, I don't think so. Well, it's okay. it, box number two is just over there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as as usual, three rows, top, middle, bottom, roughly eighty CDs in each one. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for the the middle row, mm -hmm. and I'd like you to count back fifteen from the end. Okay. Are you going to chat and fill while I do this? Yeah. Well. Garbanzo's disappeared to uh, to go and do that. He's going to probably come back with a Manic Street Preachers CD and pretend that that's what it was, but uh, we shall have to wait and see. Um, he seems Ooh, to be recording this in a, no, in a blank I've got room. One. It's interesting. It's a CD. It's got 17 songs on it. Yeah. Okay, let's have number nine. Number nine. Okay. So uh, I've got a feeling this might be really short. But you've chosen the soundtrack from Kill Bill, ah, Volume One, probably, probably uh, good. and because you what you had there was the box that's got a box full of compilations, but not um, not sort of indie or rock and roll compilations, or they're all in the different ones. So 
Mm. If you'd gone for the top row, we could have. It's, it's pretty much all classical up there. Thank God. But it's kind of soul compilations, reggae compilations, and soundtracks and country and that kind mm. of thing. Mm. So the song you chose was number nine, right? Yeah. Which well, is. If it's an excerpt of, of speech, you play the track. It's not speech, no, no, it's not speech, yeah. but I think it's just short. Uh, yeah. Battle Without Honour or Humanity by Tomoyasu Hote. <laughs> I haven't seen this film since I went to see it at the cinema when it came out, but isn't there a bit where kind of a bunch of people are walking on in a sort of Tarantino kind of way? And that's kind of like their intro music, I I, I feel. I I can't remember. It's very Is it a a Japanese woman, is it, or a fella? Or or a fella, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, like I say, Tomoyasu Hotai. Uh, It says here, uh, I just Googled it, uh, that it was originally written for a piece of, for another film, yeah. Uh, uh, in 2000 uh, and um, uh, yeah and it, for which this guy wrote the whole soundtrack and then it was picked up and used in Kill Bill Not, for, I mean that can't have come out much after 2000 can it no but it was, yeah originally quite a lot of the, of the music in Kill Bill was originally written for other films or, or the, t- TV shows the, 
It's the first one, isn't it? Is, it? is that the one with the five, six, seven, eights on it? Yes. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. That's a good song, that. It is, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Okay. Good. We're on to so your I'm next song. Okay, well, I'm going to play you something off uh, the Factory label. Are you aware of the Factory label? I've, I've, I've heard of its existence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not going to play anything by Joy Division. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to play you anything by uh, New Order. What about Crispy Ambulance? No, it's not Crispy amb Ambulance either, but it's, it's this single which I have in front of me here. I'm going to show you the cover. I don't know if you recognise it from the cover. So can you, if you don't recognise it, you can describe what you can see. I can see a picture of Jesus, and he's yes. got a, a, what appears to be an axe in one hand and, and some yeah. bracken in the yes. other. Maybe a palm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Is that a palm so thing? I don't know. Uh, it's a f frond. Uh, oh, a frond. Uh, yeah, not a bevis frond. Yeah. yeah, and and who's who's done that sleeve? Does it say? Well, it probably does. Is it uh, Peter Saville? Uh, it's not minimalistic well, enough for him, is it? I have to say the writing is very very small. Okay, yeah. Uh, sleeve? No, I think it's I think it's the band. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's the band Meow. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Meow? I they, know the name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Kath Carroll is the you might have heard of Kath Carroll. Oh yeah. She, She's, uh, I think she's been in a number of different bands, and, and a solo artist. She did a solo art album in, yeah, very early 90s, yeah. That's right. Well, in, in I think, 80, I think this is from 86, this single. Uh -huh. um, and I think this song was on that uh, C86 compilation tape. And have you mentioned having bought that? Or yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of them. Uh, the, yeah. the little, the, the, you mean the triple box set things? Well, it, this, I think it was, a, I think it was a, cassette at the time wasn't oh, it? Oh sorry you mean the original enemy cassette? Yeah. Sorry um, no I don't remember that it was an indie top 20 thing is the one I'm always going on about oh, which right. was a Melody Maker yeah. thing. I don't, um, I'm not sure if it's the same same song I'm going to play you now uh, they were definitely on that um, and then they had two singles on Factory in 87 86, 87 uh, I think they did four in total uh, and then split up sadly because it's great. Uh, I think uh, Kath Carroll went on to join. Oh, what's the name of the band? Uh, was it the Hip the Hip Parade? Oh. Yeah, yeah, Hip Parade. Anyway, uh, let's have, have a listen to Meow. This is uh, Meow then with When It All Comes Down.
So that was uh, FAC 179, uh, mm. which is Meow, with, uh, when it all comes down. And I, I saw you stomp off during that. I, I did. I wandered across to the other side of the room because I went to get this, which is uh, the C87 triple CD oh. that uh, yeah. came out on Cherry Red a few, a few maybe, maybe a year or two ago. Um, and we've played songs. We, I can't remember which one we played, but we... Just looking through the track listing, uh, I knew I, I when it when it was as soon as you came on in that bar ba 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 I thought oh I know this one where do mm. I know this song from? Uh, so it's because it's disc two track fourteen on here, um, but just on this thing there's uh, about seventy five songs on this, and I'm just going to read all the ones off here, not necessarily the songs, but this is like a veritable feast of bands we played on previous, <laughs> on previous uh, Trust the Wizards podcast. So. I'm just going to go through quickly. Go right. We've played Stump. Uh, mm. We've played the Wedding Present. We've played One Thousand Violins. We've played the Primitives. Uh, I'm pretty sure we played Tallulah Gosh. We certainly played Mighty Mighty, the Chesterfields, McCarthy. Mm. Mm. Uh, what was the band we played the other week? Um, the Flatmates. They're on mm. this. Um, a House. We've played them. The Brilliant Corners. We've played them. Mm. I Ludicrous. Mm. Um, yeah, the Kitchens of Distinction. Yeah, Blimmin' Lights. Pretty good, good year, wasn't it? 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yes. yeah. Okay, right. I'm going to go and get the guitar then. All right, then. For, the, for your thing, right? Oh, that thing. Yeah. Kicker's Cooking Corner. Kicker's Cooking Corner. Spelt with three Ks. Kicker's Cooking Corner. Take it away, well, Kicker. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you caught me there eating some uh, garam masala. Really? Uh, yeah, your, your roasted chickpeas. Mm, that does delicious. sound an interesting uh, recipe. Well, I haven't actually got a recipe for today. Um, but uh, you were telling me the other day no, about a sandwich, a sandwich you made, right? A sandwich. The sandwich I made. Yes, indeed, I did. I did tell you about a sandwich that I made because yeah. I it, it was very good. Um, yeah. But so just to clarify, so you've got you're eating there. I am, yeah. Um, but you have no recipe for the spot in no. which which I wrote you a special jingle for again. Yeah, no, no. Okay. No, but, it, but sandwich. Right. Tell us about the sandwich. Well, listener, I, I will tell you about the sandwich because it was an extraordinary sandwich. In fact, I think what I might have done is I might have accidentally invented the greatest sandwich in the history of the world. So let me tell you about it. Um, what you've got to do, first of all, you've got to get uh, some brown bread. Uh, two slices of uh, the brown bread. You place them gently onto a plate or a, a flat surface of any description, really, so long as it's clean. Uh, you get a knife. You get some hummus. Just your regular hummus. You could, no. Chickpeas. Indeed, yeah. Uh, just your regular hummus. You could use your red onion hummus if you like, but I didn't have any of that, so I just used the normal plain hummus. You spread the hummus uh, upon the, the two slices of bread. Okay. So far, so uninteresting, really. It's just a hummus sandwich, but here's where it gets revelatory. Okay, you get some nachos. Uh, I'm not talking your normal nachos. Uh, I'm talking, uh, these were from the co-op, and they were 
extra cheesy, extra spicy, was what it said on the packet. Uh, I don't think they were co-op owned brand, but they were really, really cheesy, really, really spicy, but especially cheesy. Okay, and you layer those like your th musical taste throughout the sandwich. You layer those throughout the sandwich, and uh, then you just simply place the other slice atop, and uh, there you have it. You've got. Um, uh, I, I haven't come up with a name for it yet, but it is. I think I might just call it. The greatest sandwich in the history of the world, because that is the an accurate description of it. Can I just say, you're welcome. Hmm. Well, uh, so what we've seen here is uh, this little feature of our podcast, for which I spent a long time writing its own theme song uh, for for you to give your recipes, and yet again, you failed to give a recipe. Um, and I'm really beginning to see red about it now. I think I'm just going to stand here and stare menacingly. It's time for GBV Corner, uh, which is uh, a much, uh, much better corner than uh, and other corners that we may have on the, the podcast um and you'll be uh, aware of the song teenage fbi right oh yeah which uh, uh we recorded for you for your 50th mm. birthday party yeah well i think you you yeah did you do that one or did no you, uh, rebel, yeah. uh, rebel ricket and and i re recorded you a song because you like vinyl and you like limited edition vinyl and you like gbv so we yeah. made you a unique record Mm. Where I recorded a GBV song on one side and mm. Rebel recorded Teenage FBI on the other side. That's right. So it's a song that I think you, you're familiar with, right? Yeah. What? What? And, and it's on uh, um, Do the Claps. Mm -hmm. uh, the album Do the Claps. Uh, what you might not be aware of is that actually there's a the original version of Teenage FBI came out on a on a single in 1997, um, and it's it's kind of an EP really, uh, and the EP is called Wishing One Hand, uh, and I have it in my hand. Can you, can you see that? Yeah. yeah. A little black, black cover. Yeah. Um, there, are two, there are two versions of this EP around. Um, this one, as you can see, has just the, the name of the band on the front. Yeah. And some of them are, uh, have been signed by Pollard, Robert Pollard. Um, but that's the, the reissue that came out two years later and is not as rare as the one that I have in my hand. Um, and... Uh, Teenage FBI, the original version, was on the A side. But one of my favorite... It's interesting, actually. They did a, a thing on the, the GBV forum the other day, which was, can you think of a, a GBV song, that, that sort of a classic song that you don't really like, and then a song that you think is nobody really knows and is kind of your, your song? And, of course, I couldn't think of a classic GBV song that I didn't like. But this is this is the, the song that I kind of think is my song, because a lot of people haven't heard it, because it's only available on this this one seven-inch EP. Uh, and it's, it's the song Real.
So that was real by Guided by Voices. And I've just been looking up on the um, invaluable database, uh, Guided by Voices database, gbvdb.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and I looked up this, this record. Uh, and it tells me that a thousand copies released were, were made of this mm -hmm. um, on purple marble vinyl, uh, red marble vinyl, and white vinyl. Right. Um, it doesn't say how many of each. Yeah. But let me just let me just show you my copy of this. What colour would you say that is? That's green. It is green. Now the implication there is that I have the only green one. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. That was definitely Bobby Pop, wasn't it? It was definitely an actual pop song by Guided yeah. by Voices. Where uh, one of the things I sometimes have said to you in the past about Guided by Voices is is they have a song and then they uh, it's over too quick. Mm. So uh, that one they actually went verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then repeated the chorus a bit more, yeah. which is more of your standard pop format. Was usually they do verse, chorus, verse, and then stop. <laughs> well, they usually do yeah. verse. Yeah, or, or or verse chorus, and then they don't. You think, well, that oh, that bit's good. Do that bit again, and then they yeah. never do. Yeah, yeah. right. No, it's, it's a hit, that isn't it? Hit. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's time for Lucky Dip. You know. Oh, great! I've got okay. to choose a, a record. So I, this week, I am going to. I'm excited about the return of the championship a little bit. I'm uh, yeah, probably not as excited as you are. So, no, I'm not. I'm not excited at all. I'm fucking fucking nervous. And I, I don't know if you saw on, on social media. I've I've made a. I've made myself feel a lot better this weekend. Was that genuine? That's genuine. Yeah. So you've put twenty quid. Yeah. On Leeds, on Leeds United not mm. to get promoted at fourteen to one. Uh, and, I mean, I I think I as we've discussed before. I think Leeds United will get promoted. Yeah. And I was surprised you could get that long odds on on them not getting promoted though even though I think they will get promoted. I think yeah. you'll find that those odds are a lot shorter after we lose on Sunday. Right. Who have you got on Sunday? Cardiff. Oh, OK. Well, of course, the listener, by the time this, this goes onto our website, they mm. will know the score. So don't bet on that one. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but the odds could be longer or shorter, listener. So yeah. you go and place your bet, depending on what you think. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm anyway. excited because I didn't expect to see uh, QPR play live again this season because they've not got yeah. any more games up north. Uh, but of course, I can watch them watch them play live on the internet. So, uh, my favourite player, who I'm excited to see, is uh, 21 years old, Ebreezy. Mm. Uh, so, I'd mm. like shelf number 21, please. Oh, okay. And Can he wears he wears the number 10 on the back of his shirt. So, okay. let's have the 10th record from shelf number 21, please. Okay, just just one second. Uh, I'm supposed to fill this bit, aren't I? Uh, Ebrechi is a is an attacking midfield player from Greenwich in London. Uh, very very skillful player. Probably won't be at QPR for much longer, unfortunately, which is why I'm excited about seeing him play. When I saw him play at Preston a few a few months ago, just before the last game before the lockdown, I thought that's the last time I'm going to see him play in a QPR shirt because he's far too good for the Championship. But there you go. Anyway, he's back. Right, okay, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten songs on this album. Okay, let's have uh, song number eight. Okay, so that is, the song is When We Unloaded the Van, and it's by our mate, the Kyle So Washes. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. 
really good at picking songs from your shelves. <laughs> Every time, I seem to always pick an absolute up-tempo punk banger. Yeah. 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 Good choice, that one. So that was the Carl Sowashes from what I think is their first album, which is called Nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the song was When We Unloaded the Van. Uh, on Anyway Records, and uh, we should say that they've, they've got a new album out this year, actually, which we've both heard, which we both like. Yeah. Um, and you can find that and all their stuff, I think, on their Bandcamp page, which is the Kyle So Washes K Y L E S O W A S S A G S dot Bandcamp dot com, and you'd be a fool not to download their whole back catalogue. And it's a bit good bit of serendipity because uh, off air we've been discussing. Uh, about playing a song by Kyle Sowashes yeah. for a while now, haven't we? So uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we we we. Act, I, I was a very good pick by me, wasn't it? It was a good pick. <laughs> Out of all those records, <laughs> yeah. I did very well. And now it's time for our new feature. Yes, that's right. Musician dreams. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of. What sort of a mess was that? No sort of a jingle. Get back on the acoustic guitar, man. Oh, well, I was going for the sort of dreamlike qualities, you know. Um, anyway, uh, we've had a lot of correspondence uh, about um, dreams. People in lockdown having strange dreams involving musicians. So I thought I'd share this one with you. This one was sent to us by Will in Hertfordshire. Okay. And he writes thus. He says, uh, I've just woken up from a dream in which I was describing a car chase in Watford High Street over the phone to Van Morrison. Uh, Basically... And then he goes on to explain in more detail how this happened. Uh, hang on a minute, let me find it. He was on the phone to him already, uh, discussing uh, a gig that uh, Van had played at Green Man, apparently, where he helicoptered in and helicoptered out. And apparently he helicoptered out as the audience was still clapping for an encore. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the the... Some villains had just robbed all the Saturday evening takings from the Watford um, branch of Our Price and uh, were making their getaway. Is that the reality or is that the dream? I'm confused now. No, that was, all of that was a dream. All right. Apart from the bit that Will from Hertfordshire had, had contacted us with that dream. <laughs> okay. okay. So anyway, listener, if, you, if you've also had any peculiar... Yeah. yeah. If you've also had any... Don't you think... Well, it's quite weird. Yeah, it is weird, yeah. yeah. But the, the bit about Van Morrison helicoptering in and helicoptering No, that out, bit's true. I mean, I was going to say that's... Or at least Will from Hertfordshire says it's true. I don't know, I haven't checked. Yeah, okay, that bit is true. That, well, apparently. Um, yeah, that bit is true, and that's what they were discussing on the phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, while they were discussing this, this record sort of record shop robbery took place. And yes, uh, you, Did you used to work at Outprice? I did not. No, I wonder if Will from Hertfordshire did. Yeah, yeah maybe. Well, if we're talking about dreams, uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. And we are. Yeah. Uh, um, Kicker Jr. told me about a dream that he had this morning. Oh, yeah. 
Well, he, he had it last night, but he told me about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which you appeared. No way. You were you were in Kicker Junior's dream. No way. There's no there's no real musical connection apart from you. But apparently he he was in a car with you, and you were determined that he should drive, and he can't drive, but he should drive you to see a war memorial. <laughs> and and there was, there was a apparently I was in the back of the car, um, and I got really quite angry about him spending too long on wanting to have a break for for dinner. Yeah. And. I don't know quite where you fit into it, apart from the fact that you were the driving force for going to see a woman. Oh, not all the passenger force. He was the driving force, wasn't he? Well, yeah. Nice. Why? Do, nice. Well, war memorials and such have been in the news recently. So I'm wondering, did I want in his dream? Did I want to go and see the war memorial because I wanted to graffiti it, or well, was I going it. to protect it? Mm. Well, and beat up anybody who happened to come near me <laughs> <laughs> and sing a load yeah. of offensive songs. So, Please get out of my my son's dreams. Is all that. Is and get into shit. your car. Yeah. As Billy Ocean would say, yeah. Um, I've got some correspondence. Would you like yes, to hear, yes. Hear is it yeah. dream so, related? No, not at all. Well, still, go uh, ahead you, anyway. It's you related. Oh, not again. Um, so this is this is a a quick nod to our listeners, uh, Balloon Man, mm-hmm. and Reg. Uh, don't call him that. It's not his name. Not not Reg um, uh, Reg Dwight. Elton John, is it? No, but isn't that an interesting connection? Yeah, yeah. We'll hear about him later. Yeah, but um, they're, yeah, they they give me a little bit of feedback on the on the show. Uh, they're regular listeners, uh-huh. pair of them, um, and the the feedback, if I if I can summarise, is they like the songs that Chirito Garbanzo chooses. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that's a bit harsh. What you mean? They do? You, do they mean they like the ones I choose from my own? That I bring along, or, or they like the ones I choose. We know what they mean, right? Don't we? Like, okay. Let's not let's not get into that. Okay. It's fine. Thank you for writing in, you pair of bastards. <laughs> You're listening to the Cluster Wizards podcast. Kick out the gams, man. We love us. Yeah. Okay, we've got some more um, classic uh, punk coming up now for you. Um, huh. Off this uh, this CD here, which is called Step Right Up, the songs of Tom Waits, which came out in the 90s. Uh, it's got all kinds of wonderful people on it. It's got um, 10,000 Maniacs. It's got uh, Pale Saints and Alex Chilton and Violet Femmes, who do the, the, the song Step Right Up. It's got uh, The Wedding Present, uh, who I think I've read somewhere or heard somewhere that David Gedge once said that that was the only cover he's done that he doesn't think is very good. Yeah. Uh, what did they cover? Uh, they covered the one called Red Shoes by the Drugstore. And they did oh, They right. did take it quite a long way from the original. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound that much like Tom Waits. And, it, and yeah, I, I agree. It's not, it's, it, I like the original. And I don't. And I love the wedding present, as you know, but I don't love that version. Also, mm-hmm. my old pal's Tinder Sticks are on the album. And Drugstore. Uh but we're going to play uh, the late great Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks and this song, which is called Better Off Without a Wife. <laughs>
so hot on the uh, the heels of uh, Shelley there. Uh, that was Birmingham's greatest band, the Nightingales, uh, with the song "The Desperate Quartet," which is the closing song on their new album, Four Against Fate." Uh, which has just come out and is a fantastic album. Well, I was talking to somebody else about this actually the other day, saying there's um, 32 years they've been going this band, and and I would say that, that this album is as good as any in their mm. back catalogue. It's it's a really amazing thing to be. No, 32, 38 years. 1982, their first album came out. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great album. This so highly recommended. If you if you are interested in, it, you can get it off their Bandcamp page, which is uknightingales.bandcamp.com. Uh, and as I said, the album's called Four Against Fate. That was very, very interesting and very, very good. The, musically, it reminded me a little bit of uh, a magazine song called The Great Beautician in the Sky, which has got that kind of lolloping 6-8 kind of feel. And the strings... I could imagine, funny enough, because uh, we heard it after Tom Waits' cover, I thought I could imagine Tom Waits doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's the drumming's, fa- again, the drumming's fantastic. We saw them live a few years ago, didn't we, in Manchester, yeah. and the drummer's called... Fliss, Fliss Kitson, yeah. So is that? Do you know if that's her singing as well? She, or someone I think, different? I think, I'm not sure if all the band, but certainly at least three members of the band sing on that, yeah. And the only bit I picked up in the lyrics that I did understand what it was about, because it seemed to be about four sort of, well, a desperate quartet, but four people on some kind of sort of mission. But at one point he said they'd been to St Andrews and they got a point, was a decent draw. <laughs> so, so uh, the, the, whoever these mysterious four, the mysterious quartet are, they've been to um, Birmingham at some point. Birmingham yeah, City. There's, I mean, there's a no, was it, I can't remember what the, the, ta- the town was. There was, there was a, a town mentioned, a northeastern town. Was it Stockton? I can't remember. I think it might have been Stockton. They right. mentioned in it. I can't yeah, they don't have a team. Very but interesting. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I know any of the of their songs with that sort of musicality on it. No, no, it's 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 quite it's quite intense. Yeah, yeah, a bit a bit Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds almost. It was quite yes. dark and brooding. Yes. Yeah, much like yeah. yourself. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to play the last song of the podcast shortly. Um, okay. So it's usually at this point we have a little talk about any recommendations we might have for the listener. Uh, yeah. Anything you've well, been watching or you'd like to talk about? Well, the only, the only thing I've watched of any note was uh, I watched the the Villa Sheffield United game. You know, the first the first uh, game back after the right, yeah. The, you know, the enforced break, and uh, I watched it on on a TV such that I could have a choice between whether I listened to it with piped in crowd noise or no crowd noise, because obviously they're they're playing playing to empty stadiums. Which, if if this podcast uh, plays. At stadiums, I would imagine that we would be playing to a very similar <laughs> em- empty stadium. But at the moment, at the moment, if going by their correspondence, we have a bigger crowd uh, than Manchester City. Indeed. Anyway, yeah. that's by yeah. the way. But, but yeah, it, it was weird watching the football, and I didn't know whether it was a bit crap because it was two not very good teams, or a bit crap because there was no crowd noise, but I didn't really enjoy it. I, I will watch the Leeds games, and as you said, you're going to watch the QPR games. It was Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. I mean, in, under normal circumstances, would you be going anywhere near watching Aston Villa versus Sheffield United? <clears throat> no, probably no. not. Well, that's why I didn't watch it. Because I've got no interest <laughs> in watching Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, I... I 
It's not the same, is it? Let's put it like that. It's yeah. Okay. Have you watched any pro programs? At the well, I've, I've listened to Program. and watched a few things. Uh, a couple of recommendations from uh, BBC Sounds, where you can listen to all the old radio programs. I thought I'd listen to all the Don Shuttleworth stuff on there, but I discovered there's a series on there called Don Shuttleworth's Open Mind, which I, was, I enjoyed very much. Uh, I've been listening to Tim Key's poetry program, which is very easy to listen to because it's in very digestible chunks. It's, uh, there's, uh, there's quite. I think I've read, listened to three whole series of it. Each series is five lots of 15-minute episodes, so it's very easy. It gets better. So don't give up after series one because it gets better uh, mm. the longer you listen. Okay. I've watched a couple of Netflix documentaries. Um, one was about Sam Cooke. I can't remember what it was called, but it was very good. Uh, uh, so anyway, just Google Sam Cooke. And the other one, if you're a fan, as I am, of, uh, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, uh, my love of the um, Ennio Morricone, Sergio Leone uh, westerns, uh, Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more, uh, Good, Bad and the Ugly. So if you're a fan of that kind of thing, watch the documentary Sad Hill Remembered on Netflix, which is about one of the locations used in that. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. But I've also read uh, a book since uh, since we last spoke. I borrowed a Congrats. book. I wasn't sure about it um, because I'm not really a fan of the person writing its music. And I do read a lot of, mu we both read a lot of musicians' biographies, but generally only of people whose music we like. Yeah. But someone at work had this book, this new book by Elton John called Me. Mm. Uh so um, I read it, and uh, I've, I've, I've even gone and listened to some of his music to see if I, was, if I was wrong, because we've discussed on this podcast a few times how everybody who was de half decent in the 60s and 70s made terrible records in the 80s. That's true. So if I am only listening to Elton John through his terrible records from the 80s, which I, I maintain are terrible, some of the worst yeah. records ever made. And to be fair, he, he says that in his book too. Um, uh, so I went back, because in the early days, he was, go, he was talking about him and Bernie and they, how they loved the band and how they loved Leonard Cohen. And mm. uh, so I went back, I did listen to a couple of his first albums. Uh, and yes, I could hear, I mean, basically some of the songs, basically Leonard Cohen, but with a piano instead of acoustic guitar. Can't say I particularly like them still, but I was trying to listen with the ears of let's pretend I've never let's pretend this is like a, a new artist that I've never heard of, yeah, a, a new album that's just been unearthed by some long lost. And it was all right, it was all right, but I won't be going back to listen to anymore. But the book is excellent. It's well, it's, it's quite an interesting book, isn't it? Because he, in terms of music, he didn't he work in a record shop for a long time. He's a huge, he's got a huge record collection. He, he, yes, he doesn't anymore. He's he sold a lot of his stuff, but yeah, yeah. For, for yeah. And he and he he's very uh, he's kind of a, a addictive personality, and one of the things he's been addicted to is buying stuff, uh, mm. and music. But also, not only that is is his life, but his his professional life. I mean, he's worked with and met, you name him, and he's got stories to tell him. And it's very entertaining, very entertainingly David written. Batty. There was no mention of David Batty. Mm. No, no, funnily no, enough, not, no. Not everyone then. There, I mean, there was football. There's, there's plenty of football because yeah, yeah. of Graham Taylor and uh, you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it's it, it, I read it very quickly. It was very interesting uh, and very funny and very well written. But of course, I'm not going to play a song by Elton John. Thankful. Yeah. So instead, uh, what I thought is I'd play a song, uh, which oh, Elton John is in it the title, D -D? and it's about. It's kind of about Elton John, but it's more really just about celebrity 
generally. So please listen and enjoy Simple Kid with The Ballad of Elton John.
you were the one Superman and Santa Claus But double the fun Oh no Our love would last for centuries My friend said that you were known around town
we've had two songs about Elton John there. Uh, the first one from 2006 was The Ballad of Elton John uh, by Simple Kid. Uh, way, way, way back on Trust the Wizards podcast number 13 in 2013, we played the other song off that EP, which is called Serotonin. Uh, and then after that, you heard from the magnificent album from 2015, the album It Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time, and that song is just called Elton John uh, by Simon Love. Simon uh, fucking Love. Simon fucking Love, as he's sometimes known as Simon Love and the old romantics. Although I think on that album it was just Simon Love, uh, an album that we've uh, played songs from before, and uh, we went, we've done a whole podcast about a gig we went to see him when he was supporting Oros Childs, didn't we, a while yeah, that's ago. Right, yeah. Uh, but then that's, uh, that song is basically telling a story that isn't quite regaled in quite as much detail. It's very Elton's book is very frank uh, and very honest. But uh, apparently on his wedding night, he uh, he had some of his male friends over when he married Renata in the 80s. Mm. Uh, so that sort of song is written from her point of view. Uh, OK, and that brings yeah. us to the end of uh, Trust the Wizard podcast. Mm. number 97 mm. so it only remains for me Teresa Galbanza to say goodnight and mm. and for me Kiki of Elves to say goodnight also so goodnight